0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Caskey. Welcome back to the 2X Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Caskey, and we release a new episode every week. And the point of this podcast, which might be different than other podcasts, I try to take a little bit deeper look into things and a deeper, uh, I don't know, a deeper swipe at some of the things that I hear in the market. And I have a uh, great email today from a young man named Matt. I don't know how young he is. I think he's probably in his uh, early 30s and he's got a question. And so the point of this podcast again is just to be deeper, to be more thorough, and to look at the idea of achievement, namely the idea of 2X achievement, and give you some thoughts, some things that have worked for me, some things that I've seen work for others. Sometimes these things don't work for me, but they work for others. And I figure if they work for others, they could work for you. So that's the point of all this malarkey that we do every week called the 2X Podcast. You can go to com, and there are uh, at least one, there is at least one free course that I have up there we're right in the middle of transitioning between the 2X Quick Start and a new program called From Principles to Profit, which I think you'll find interesting. So make sure you go to billcaskey.com and check out which one is up and subscribe. I think you'll find it uh, helpful. Today's question comes from Matt. Matt says, I've been a constant listener of yours for a little over a year. And I recently started your 2X podcast from the beginning. And in one of the early episodes, you mentioned that you had been an unsuccessful salesperson early in your career. Well, hang on a second, Matt. I don't know. Did I say that? Well, I I was. Uh, The way you referred to it really resonated with me as I feel I'm at a similar inflection point in my career. Nine-year sales career, never made quota. Not once. Early in my career, I had the easy excuse of quotas were irrelevant. No one met them. But at this point in my career, the excuses are running thin, and it seems that I can't ask for a better situation. Despite never making quota, I've had a surprisingly successful career, going from selling video conferencing systems, uh, making ba 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 But I've uh, relocated my family now, turned my life upside down for this brand-new opportunity I have yet. I feel I may be better at selling myself than I am at selling to my customers. My company even had me present how I developed my account plan, And how I executed that plan to the entire sales team, more than 900 people. Awesome, man, that's good. But I just feel like a fraud at times because I can't get past that daggone quota. How do you break through? I feel like I should be asking you to call me Ahab. That's very funny. Well, Matt, um, a couple of things here that I wrote down as I read your email several times. So where do I begin? I've got five things here that I want to pick up on and share, and, and maybe this will be helpful. And I think this kind of falls into the category of, okay, I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, I have these quotas, which many times these quotas are artificially created. It's not like there's a whole bunch of scientific data behind quotas. It usually is some sales manager looking at what he or she needs to satisfy the CEO. And if it's $50 million and I got 40 salespeople, then I'm going to divide it up fairly evenly. And you got a million point two and that's it. So it, it's really not based on any kind of data, evidence, uh, empirical notions. It, it's, just, it's just not. Uh, or it's based on what you did last year and what you, we want to bump it up 10%. So that's what your quota is this year. But the point is that quotas, and, and let's take it, achievement in general. Achievement is not a straight line endeavor, it's You don't just flat increase your income 10% every year. There are seasons to it. There are seasons where you reap the what you sowed a year or two ago. And then you go through a period where you don't sow anything. And then two years later, there's not much there to reap. I mean, it's, it's, it's not perfect. It's, not a, it's a sloppy sport. Sales is a sloppy sport. Achievement is a sloppy sport. How many times have you seen someone who is what was was crushing it. They were earning big six-figure, seven, whatever. They were just crushing it. And now they're working at a position, and you say, wait a minute. How did they go from there? How did they go from performing at large venues to performing at this uh, Rusty's bar right down the street here? Uh, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about salesperson performing, but the point is that artists do that too. And sometimes you just go through seasons, and I wouldn't even call them – you know, where, where you, you, you're down. I, I wouldn't call you down and out. I just think sometimes we need to uh, refresh ourselves and, and you can't always be on top of the world heading upward. At some point, there's some crevice that you're going to fall into. There's a season where, where you're just not at the top of your game and just relax. Uh, so Matt, you know, just recognize that achievement is a, is a sloppy sport and it's never a straight line. It's a lot of ups and downs. Over time, I bet you, you're moving up. It may not feel like that sometimes, but I bet you are. Number two, I think, and Tony Robbins talks about this, what are the human motives and, and human drives? And one of the drives, which I really like what he talks about here, one of the drives is for adventure or newness. We are Species that likes new. Why do you think products always go through innovative, uh, you know, iterations and there's new things coming out? We love the new. Even if the new is nothing but a repackaged of the old, which it usually is, we still love the new. We love it. So why don't you think about how can you create some adventure here? You've got a new venture, not adventure. You've got a new venture and you need to create something new. So maybe you take your account plan that you developed for your sales team and why don't you market that? Why don't you uh create a course on how to create an account plan? Uh do something that's that's you know, a little bit different. Well, but you have some val obviously you have some kind of competency and skill in creating account plans, or they would not have asked you to speak in front of an entire sales team. But you could take that and you can make a course out of it, or a, a one-day workshop, or if nothing else, write a little booklet on it and sell it online. But you've done this, you must like doing it, and you wouldn't have put it in the note here, or you wouldn't have even been asked to do it if you weren't good at it. So run with that. That's the world telling you, hey, Matt, you do this pretty damn well. Do more of it. But what do we do is what Matt does. And we say, well, you know, I I felt like a fraud. I was standing in front of 900 people, felt like a fraud. Well, don't feel like a fraud. Feel like a generous dude. You are generous with your time, with your talent. You took the time to create this thing. Somebody took the time to ask you. You took the time to deliver it. You are generous beyond measure. You're not a fraud. I don't even care whether you have executed this account plan. Now at some point you must have because they wouldn't have asked you to do it. But it could be that, you know, sometimes authors will write a book and by the time the book comes out, they're on to other projects. They don't even they can't even remember what they wrote. I've done that before in in this podcast and in the advanced selling podcast. Somebody says, hey, I really liked last episode on ABC and I think, I don't I barely remember doing that because we're we're just moving on all the time. And so just because you developed this account plan and maybe you're not using it as much as you did, that's okay, it's still valuable. You don't doubt the value of it. I may love it. I don't really care whether you're using it or not. I may need an account plan and so I might buy it from you. But the point there is that you cra- we crave adventure and we crave newness and we crave reinvention of ourselves and innovation. So if, if you have, are not doing that, And that's just one example, that whole account plan thing, then do that. And the last point I'll make is uh, the quota itself. So let's go back to that. And let's say that you've got a, I I don't think I saw here what the quota is, but but let's say you've got a $2 million quota, and you've never sold more than a million in this territory. And so this is a significant increase. What I would suggest you do, and this is for all of us where we want to achieve bigger, 2x goals, 10x goals, whatever. We really have to invest the time in the plan and the strategy. So if you're going to go from a million to 2 million, you can't just spend one hour and say, okay, I'm just going to make twice as many calls. I'm going to work twice as hard. I'm going to uh, half, take half the vacations this year, and everything's going to be doubled. My work effort, and my work ethic, and my calories burnt, and boom, it'll happen. Well, A, you can't keep up that pace, and B, I don't know that it will happen. So you've got to get, I've I've actually got a meeting next week with a client who wants to go from $10 million a year to 20. He's a CEO of a company. And we're going to spend all day, like seven hours, eight hours with a break for lunch and a few potty breaks, I I hope. Uh, Look, getting deep into the plan. What does he really want? How are we really going to get him from 10 to 20? And then we'll work on the strategy. What needs to be in place? What are the systems that need to be in place? What are the automation, the, the marketing funnels, the product funnels? Uh, how, what's the sales process? How, who are we going to need? Are we going to need one salesperson or three? If we have a good process, we may not need one or, but one or two, but we're going to need them because somebody's going to have to close these things. But really get into all the details. Here's the, the, the fallacy Or the casualty of big plans or big goals, I mean, is we don't take the time to plan. If you're going to go from 10 to 20 million dollars, you might have to take a week and plan every day, work on a different thing, work with your spouse, work with a peer. Maybe there's somebody else in your peer group who also has some big goals. Get together for a day, turn off your phones, uh, drink plenty of uh, Red Bull. And get busy on it and just plan, scope it out, draw pictures, erase things, mark out, you know, put the 10 possibilities out there and then start marking them off. Say, well, you know, that's a possibility, but they ain't going to happen this year. Just work on it. Immerse yourself in it. And it could be that that quota, as you immerse yourself in the strategy of achieving the quota, it becomes more real. More achievable. You start talking about two million dollars for a day or two, and it it now doesn't have the mystique that it has when you're only doing a million or or when you were doing uh, less than that. So my point there is that if you're uh, frustrated or struggling with a quota, you just haven't spent enough time working it out, working out how you're going to achieve it. How are you going to have to think? How are you going to have to spend your time? How are you going to have to leverage your time? Do you need a virtual assistant? You know, if to go from 1 million if you're 100 grand at 1 million going to 200 grand, you might need to spend $15,000 a year or 1000 bucks a month on a virtual assistant who can handle your emails, who can take some of the load off of you, who can handle the $10 an hour activities so that you can spend time on the $1000 an hour activities. That's a great trade-off by the way. If you have to pay a virtual assistant $25, 30 bucks an hour so that you can spend more time at five hundred bucks an hour, it's an awesome trade off. You you can't get that that is money in the bank. But we don't think of it that way. We think, oh, you know, I gotta do it all. I gotta do the ten dollar an hour stuff and the thousand dollar an hour stuff. Well, I got news for you. You will burn out. You will burn out. And at some point, the $10 an hour stuff will, will not get done. And then the uh, opportunities go away because the $10 an hour stuff is still, still has to be done. You still got to do your expense report, still got to make the calls, still got to go to LinkedIn. All that stuff that doesn't seem like it's making a lot of a big difference, it will when it stops being done. It's one of those things that you have to invest in yourself, you have to invest in your business. And if you do, I can almost promise you that good things will happen. So Matt, I appreciate that. That's an awesome email, and I appreciate you uh, being vulnerable on it. Uh, I'd love to take some more of these if you have any other questions, not just Matt, but other people. Uh, I've also got uh, something I want to share with you next time, the the principles for exponentially increasing your income, and there's uh, a handful of things that I want to talk about, so I'll get to that next time. Make sure you go to BillKaskey.com. Uh, Leave a review on iTunes, too, if you have not. I would love that. I appreciate that a lot, and we'll talk next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill